0: Welcome to the Social Propertypreneur Podcast. And here is your host, social media queen, property investor, and entrepreneur, Laura Muse.
1: So, welcome, everybody. This is a live podcast interview with the lovely Dr. Tanya King, Mohammed King. Uh, she has done some incredible things, she's built a six figure business in 12 months by doing this on one day a week and she is in property she is doing amazing things so I thought today would be the perfect t- chance to grab her and um let her tell us all about what she's done how she's done it and how you can do it too um so welcome Tanya Yay! thank
0: you hi Laura thank you so much for having me
1: no thank it's you so
0: to be here thank you so much um Yeah, I've been looking forward to doing this episode with you for ages. It's just been a case of us getting around to actually syncing our diaries and stuff and getting it in.
1: Yes, definitely. Even though we're off, technically people keep saying, I know you've never been as busier. I'm busy. It's just it's a different way of working, which I think everyone's trying to adjust to um, still push your business through and get to the other side, so to speak, um, as unscathed as possible. So, yes, especially with having family and young people at home it's not always the easiest
0: thing to do. No tell me about it but we're doing it (laughs) and we are we're coming through it I think both of us are actually doing quite well considering the circumstances so yeah um, but it is a challenging time absolutely life has changed probably forever since everything that's happened recently.
1: Definitely so Tanya obviously before um, you kind of got into property what was the Mm -hmm. catalyst that kind of made you want to change something in your life
0: so um the, the the fact that i have been a doctor i've been a doctor now for 10 years um has meant that there's a lot of restrictions on when you have to work restrictions on um family events and events that you want to go to like christmas weddings birthdays that kind of thing new year Um, And there were a lot of restrictions, Um, basically my job saying, oh, you have to work, you're rotated for this particular shift, you can't go to this particular event. And it's always quite difficult to um, rearrange your events and things like that. Um, And I just didn't want a a nine to five or a nine to nine job dictating when I can do something and when I can't do something or um, dictating that I have to be in England to work at a particular time. So the whole aim for me getting into property has been well getting into service accommodation first of all has been to find um, a a fast cash flowing business that I could get into which would free me up and replace my medical salary which I did within a few months Mm -hmm. um, to then free me up and give me the freedom to actually be able to leave this country if and when we want to because we plan to immigrate Um, but to also be wherever in the world whenever we want with whoever we want that is basically the key that that for the reason that I got into um service accommodation in the first place basically to have that flexibility and freedom to be wherever we want still generate an income which is great that service accommodation has been able to do that for us um but to give me the flexibility to to travel and be abroad my husband's Brazilian he doesn't enjoy living in the UK so (laughs) we plan to immigrate to Ibiza it was supposed to be this year but it doesn't look like that's happening now um for obvious reasons unfortunately so that's on hold but it's going to happen and probably next year now um and the whole the whole reason why we're able to do that is because we've generated a rel- relatively um, passively cash flowing business through service accommodation to be able to actually do that and give us that freedom and flexibility so in your
1: first this. year you generated a six-figure salary from service to accommodation can you share with people how you did that because you were only doing that on one day a week weren't you
0: Yeah, so um, basically, I was working part time as a doctor three days a week. So, Monday to Wednesday, I've been working as a doctor. Obviously, at the moment, I'm on maternity leave because I've had a baby six months ago, my second daughter. Um, So, I basically had to come up with a plan of what do I need to do? How many units do I need to generate X amount of money to replace my salary? And I obviously couldn't work the three days that I was working in the hospital and sometimes I work weekends and night shifts and that kind of thing as well so I obviously had to dedicate myself 100% to my job which meant that I had Thursdays which is the only other day that my daughter my toddler is in nursery to actually focus on and um, building that business so um, initially I you know I had I, I focused on what type of business I was going to be doing and we knew it had to be property related because we do and um, buy refurbish refinance as well yeah. um, so but that's, You know, as you know, that's a slower process than um, Rent to SA in terms of generating cash flow. You know, you don't have to wait for conveyancing with Rent to SA. You don't have to wait to save up um, a deposit pot to do Rent to SA. So that was the reason why I got into Rent to SA mainly in the first place. As then I just focused on how many properties I needed. I focused on researching the business as much as possible. So I've not actually done any service accommodation training as such. I've just gone and learnt it off the ground and I've surrounded myself with um, the key people that could help kind of educate me um so I've got a big network of friends who operate service accommodation now who I've learned a lot from and now I, I hope that I've helped them in some way or other um learn stuff and just focused on the numbers that I needed then and chasing deals and how to negotiate deals um because you have a rough idea of how much each property should be generating you net profit mm-hmm. um so it's just kind of reverse engineering what I wanted really
1: so how quickly did you, when, with, when did you, des, from deciding that you wanted to do this um, to obviously get out of your, your job, when yeah. did you first get your first property? How did you get your first property? Obviously, you said that you had no formal paid for training. Everything you've done is by surrounding yourself with um, people that are actually doing it. So when yeah. was, what was the point that you took action from deciding to do that to getting your first property?
0: So in 2018, um, earlier on in the year, I kind of tried to dabble in service accommodation, but I had no idea what I was doing and I had to just stop and start. And so it was only and that was with one of my own properties um but it was towards the end of um, 2018 sort of November 2018 where I actually thought right, well, I need to focus on this because we really want to move we really want the freedom to be able to live wherever we want in the world and to still generate a decent income to to put food on the table and pay pay for our lifestyle that kind of thing so um it was in sort of November twenty eighteen, we started with one of our own properties, but at that same time we got our first rent to SA properties, which was um our next door neighbours, and it was literally a case of telling everyone what you do, um, which sounds a bit cliche and everyone says it, but it's really true and it really does work, you know. But it's so powerful having a discussion with someone and literally being black and white and we do this, we're looking for this. Do if you know anyone that has a property or whatever? then make sure you come back to us, that kind of thing. So um, we actually knocked on the door and my husband knocked on the door of our next door neighbor because we noticed they have bought this new property and they were completely gutting it. So we're always a bit nosy when it comes to coffee, <laughs> as I'm sure you are as well. Ah. Um, try and find out. What they were doing with it? Did they want to renovate it? Were they going to rent it? And we actually closed a deal whereby our building company, so my husband's a builder and carpenter, actually renovated the property at full at full project price, um, and then we had an agreement to actually take it on as a rent to SA um, property um, for us to take it on through our SA company. So that was our first property, really, just literally direct to landlord, which is my preferable route to be honest, because you cut out the middleman of the agent. Um, So you're dealing direct to landlord, they get to have a feel of who you are, how professional you are, how credible you are, and you build a relationship with them, which I think is really powerful, because more often than not, people who have properties as investments have a number, they don't just have one, which will always work in your favour if you build a relationship with them, because they may in the future then come back to you and offer you more, um, which is great.
1: So, well correct me if I'm wrong but you and Rafa do work together so he does do project management for you am I right in thinking that or
0: not yeah so with regards to any refurbs that we do so on our properties that we own and when we're doing buy refurbish refinance he will project manage the whole lot so I don't really get involved in that I get involved in the design and the layout um I have the ultimate say because I am the boss (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I'm sure he won't mind me saying that um but yeah he project manages all of our refurb properties um so our own or whether we're doing it for clients um we're now deal packaging as well you know similar to you um in a completely different area though so we're deal packaging in south wales and in devon now as well where property prices are relatively accessible still um and so he has those amazing project management skills he he the the end product that he produces is really, really high end. Um, and he takes a lot of care over what he does and really puts his heart and soul into it. He's not your regular builder, or your regular carpenter, let's say. So, yeah, he does all of that. But in terms of um, working together in the SA, so I have been responsible for the, all the operational side of the SA business, setting it mm-hmm. up. He's been able to do all the physical stuff to help me in terms of the physical setting up of properties or if they need refurbing. He's taken control of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's like my right arm let's say um it's not me doing it all myself, but all the operational stuff has been myself up until a few months ago where when I got um a virtual assistant who does all of the kind of all the admin stuff and the operational stuff that I don't really want to be involved in unless I have to be so yeah,
1: so obviously, working together. Living together is very similar to me and James. Obviously, you've got a very young family. How do you manage your time? Especially now, people keep saying about how you should be learning all these new skills because you've got so much time available. We have had this conversation and we haven't. Yeah. So there's a lot of other people out there who currently don't have this, all this amazing free time. Actually, they have less time. So how are you mm. structuring your days? Obviously, and I do want to talk a little bit about service accommodation. Obviously, it's a big part of your business. It yep. is um, had its critical point over the last few weeks, but you really have taken the bull by the horns and led a lot of people through this. So I'd really like it if you would just explain how you're managing your time, but also where have you got this extra effort from? Because you've been working flat out to fill your essay units.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for those comments. Um, so I'll just go back to when everything sort of kicked off really. So just taking you back a bit, February was our best month so far. We, in one month we generated 25% of the entire turnover that we generated in 2019 in February alone. So I was happy as Larry thinking things are going great. I didn't, I didn't expect that COVID would, would affect our service accommodation business and it wouldn't affect the UK um, as much as it had done other countries. And obviously I was really naive to be thinking that. But then about four or five weeks ago now, um, obviously lockdown was imminent and it hadn't quite happened. So um, I remember speaking to a few of my very, very um, successful SA colleagues um, and they were saying, you know, things are looking awful. All the cancellations were coming in all bookings were being cancelled and for a week or so i didn't actually experience any cancellations and then they literally started dropping like flies cancellations were coming in here left right and center all the time and so i thought oh my goodness this is awful our essay business won't survive this i don't know what we're going to do because we're not going to be able to host anyone no one's going to be able to no one's going to be looking to book accommodation and you know we're a hospitality business slash property business um and so hospitality is a big part of what we do with regards to our service accommodation business so I'll be honest with you for the first week when I realized that everything was just just spiraling on a downward spiral I just couldn't face things for for about a week I couldn't get out of bed until about midday which you know is really difficult because I've got a six-month-old baby I've got a three-year-old toddler um, and and by this point everyone was at home so I took my toddler out of nursery even before lockdown um, started and before the nurseries closed Um, and I just couldn't face things for about five days to a week or so for about five days but then I said to myself you put so much effort into this business and you've been doing so well you've you've given up so much of yourself you've worked bloody hard and you are you know I'm a mentor in service accommodation as well if you don't step up and act as a leader and act as someone to look up to and someone who other people can trust and look up to and have faith in that everything is going to be okay if you put the hard work in then you really let yourself down but you'll also let everyone else down as well yeah. so I, I literally had to pull put my boots on and pull them right up and say right get down and dirty with this i had to jump back into the business you know and i don't usually spend more than an hour or two in my business on a day daily basis whereas the last few weeks i've had to jump straight back into it, it it's my responsibility to make sure that it survives this whole crisis um so i had to speak to my va um, and we've been working as a tight team but i've literally been taking massive decisions and i've been upping our marketing massively so thinking creatively who we can contact to offer emergency accommodation to, to the right kind of target market because our target market has completely been slashed yeah. and it's completely different to what it was before. A lot of it before was tourists, was corporate bookings. Luckily, a lot of our, our market has been contractors and it still is at the moment because most of them are classed as key workers.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so I had to you know, have serious words with myself listen to a lot of the podcasts that I listen to listen to the a lot of mentors that I look up to um, to say look this is the time is now um, you really need to make yourself more of the person that you want to be during this time um, and you know I just couldn't let everything go so and I had to turn myself around from feeling like I was a victim to actually taking control and believing in myself and yeah. I've managed to really turn it around I'm really proud to say that um, I'm not trying to um, brag about myself. I'm. You've worked it's been... really
1: hard at doing that. Like the hours you've been putting in, the sleepless nights. Like you really sacrificed exactly. a lot of your time, energy yeah. to, to get this. Well, to keep this going, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Going back a few weeks, I thought we weren't going to be generating any income. So I had to look at all of our expenses, reduce those, speak to our landlords to cut our rent down if possible or to put a delay on the rents for us to minimise all our expenditure. Um, And I had to try and think of ways to bring in more income, um, diversify our marketing. I had to diversify our pricing strategy massively to attract longer bookings, but also put our price point down a lot as well to actually attract attract the bookings. Um, And so it's been it's been lots of kind of re-strategizing from different angles marketing price points me jumping back into the business me contacting lots of people that I would never have contacted before um who may need emergency accommodation like the council or the local social um domestic abuse um societies and things like that um to try and help people in this desperate time um and yeah I literally had to take control of what I can control and it's become one of my mantras now I guess of 2020 control what you can control and stop worrying about what you can't control because mm-hmm. what's the point in worrying about that and so I literally say that to myself every day um, a massive part of all of this for me also has been reducing the noise and the distraction of what's going on a few weeks ago I'd wake up first thing that I do is turn the news on first thing that I do before I go to bed is turn the news on now I I'm not doing that. I'm not exposing myself to all the noise as much as before Um, to kind of for self-preservation and to take care of myself first and foremost, and my mindset, because that's huge. And I think having a strong unshakable bulletproof mindset at the moment is the most valuable thing that anyone can, can generate and learn to, to kind of operate in their mind um, to get them through all of this really difficult situation. So just I don't going know back man, tangent there.
1: Sorry. Just going back into mindset, like what it's okay, like, you know, was saying, you know, you need to improve your mindset, but what what if somebody doesn't know how to do that or where to start or what things did you implement in your um life to to give you a better understanding of how you obviously how you are being more self-aware um how what things did you kind of implement and what have you kind of increased during this time because I've had to increase my personal awareness you know working on myself my affirmations and trying to get into a bit more of a routine because it's very easy at this time to just not and if I'm not in a routine or even do a bit of exercise for my mental health really affects me in my day-to-day so what are you doing and what have you increased during this time since we've been on lockdown
0: Okay, so I genuinely believe that if you don't have a routine during this really weird situation where everyone's in lockdown at home together, then you're you're not going to succeed mentally, if not anything else, mentally through all of this. So trying to get into much of a routine as possible has been absolutely key for us. Um, it's been a bit difficult over the last couple of weeks because both of my daughters have And have had chicken pox so that means no sleep very irritable kids during night and us being very tired so you know that is obviously not um favorable to having a a set routine every day um but that's really important so trying to have your meals at a set time trying to have set times to kind of do fun things with the kids um and set times to work has been really important um that's one major thing. So having some kind of routine. Also, as you say, daily exercise or regular exercise. So I'm running pretty much every day now, which I don't really enjoy. But actually now I enjoy and I look forward to it because it's my time for myself to take myself yeah. out of the house, to take myself out of being mum or being I mean, wife. You get it for
1: yourself.
0: <laughs> exactly, literally. And like yesterday, I went on my run and I was listening to your live on Facebook the whole time. Instead <laughs> so that moves me on to my next point of um surrounding yourself virtually obviously not physically at the moment with people who inspire you and who help push you and and pull you up motivate you so you're one of those people for me I think you're massive for that for me I didn't pay I I didn't pay to say
1: that
0: No, no, no absolutely genuine um Surround yourself virtually with the people who help push you and pull you up and help keep this bulletproof because that's really important. Um, You know, you don't want to be hanging around people who complain about COVID all the time and, oh, we're not going to survive this. Oh, no, no, no. Like the naysayers and the worriers and the scaremongers, literally cut them out of your life if you can, because that's just not going to help your mindset at all. So surround yourself with people who push you up, who are positive, who have strong mindsets themselves, who have... um, practical things to actually help you implement as well so for me personally I realized that that was massive a few weeks ago and people were really losing control of their mindset so I did a whole mindset series for a week of daily lives every day for everyone to check into and just gave a few tips on what I was working on with regards to generating a bulletproof unshakable mindset Um, and I got a pretty good response from that so I'm glad that people found that a benefit um, so that's my other point, um, what else would I say, keep focused as well, like keep focused on what it is that your goals are, what you want to get out of this, um, and if it helps you write those down and document them, then do that, um, but also I think what's really important is realising that you're not alone, everyone is in a similar situation and and everyone will have been affected adversely by COVID-19 one way or another, Where where if it's for example sadly that someone has lost someone due to this or whether your business has been hit hard like mine has or whether you can't see your family because you can't interact with them because they live in a different household to you everyone has been adversely hit by this this is a global epidemic it's a global health crisis it's not just you in your little house fighting against the world and that's helped me massively because at first I thought oh, my goodness, everyone's going to think I'm a failure if my SA business doesn't exist, if it doesn't carry on, if it doesn't survive through this. Um, I was worrying about that thinking – I was insular thinking that it was just me being affected, but actually it's a global issue, it's a global problem, and that really puts everything into perspective. So I think if you can gain perspective on the situation in that you are not alone in this, but also it's not indefinite, it is going to end at some point – that just helps kind of strengthen my mindset personally even more um and in in terms of things that I've actually implemented actual practical things that I've implemented so I'm exercising regularly um and I love going to the gym but obviously I can't do that now so I've had to completely adapt to that just going for a run which I don't enjoy but I'm doing it um Also, practicing gratitude. It sounds really cheesy and it sounds like one of these overused sayings at the moment, but it's really true. So in one of my mindset videos recently, I said, you know, practice gratitude if you can every morning, and every evening. And when I say practice gratitude, make a whole list and write them down of things that you are really grateful for, but then actually write down why you are grateful for them. Because it's great just to say I'm grateful for my kids. But actually, I go to the next level and say, I'm grateful that my kids are here with me. They're both healthy and they've been through really difficult times. You know, my baby's been really ill over the last few months of her little life. But I'm so grateful that she's here. She's breathing. She's happy. She's healthy. And that brings me so much pleasure to see both of them happy and healthy. Go the extra mile of writing down why um, you're grateful for those particular things. And I think that that does huge amounts of my personal mindset so practicing gratitude um taking some time out for yourself whether it's reading your books I've bought a few new amazing books recently that I'm <laughs> getting back into um but also maintaining co- maintaining contact with good friends and again positive influences on your life so we speak regularly because I think we both benefit from speaking to each no, other definitely. I hope I hope you do I certainly do
1: um, <laughs> um,
0: yeah so just like maintaining contact with people who are important to you and who who people who are a positive influence on your life those are the main steps that i've taken that i can think of that i would suggest anyone else trying to implement if they can
1: so what is next for you obviously we are going to come out of this at some point we don't know when but obviously what when we do come through it what is what is next for you
0: okay so the service accommodation business, I'm pretty confident that we're going to come through this okay. And I've not, unfortunately, I've been not been eligible for any of the governmental help. So I'm not even, you know, using any of that. It's literally me being resourceful and trying to fight for the business. And I have turned it around. So I'm really pleased to say that. I don't, you know, I don't know if it will be the same next month or the month after, but at the moment it's doing okay. Um, so it will be expanding our service accommodation business, um, not just within the UK, but... um internationally as well on on a premium level so um we are as i said earlier we're immigrating to ibiza at some point we don't Ooh. know when to the moment <laughs> party <laughs>
1: um and
0: um can't wait for you to come and visit me with
1: the kids <laughs> <laughs> on my own um,
0: yeah on your own be awesome. <laughs> and um we i i've i've just started an amazing partnership with someone who has been a huge influence positively on my life and i've not even physically met them in person which is just crazy um we are in partnership to do some amazing things one of which will be taking um our service accommodation brand um internationally so to spain and ibiza but to a premium level um which we're really excited about um so that's one thing um now i'm deal packaging as well. So we're deal packaging property investments. Um we started deal packaging rent to SA deals, but obviously that's on hold at the moment for obvious reasons due to COVID nineteen. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be encouraging anyone to get into rent to SA at the moment or taking new units on at the moment um You know, I, I couldn't live with myself if I was telling people, "Oh, yeah, you know, buy a deal of us, um you can turn it around." You know that, what? That's wouldn't... really
1: honest that you say that because not a lot of people are actually saying at the moment. Maybe it's advisable to just hold that thought. People are still pushing others to buy that, so I'm glad you've said that because it's I, I, I'm along the same lines of that at the minute.
0: Yeah, well, that's just me being honest, and that's all I can be. You know, I wouldn't want. You know, if if you're if you're experienced and if you have a game plan and if you know the business inside out, I would say, okay, you make your own decision if you want to get more units. And that's I'm actually discussing with my husband at the moment whether we should take more units on because we think the demand is going to go up and up, to be honest. But we know what we're doing. I know what I'm doing. But for any newbie, I certainly wouldn't want anyone to get into a vulnerable situation where they're taking on more units or any units at the moment, not knowing what they're doing. You know, I've got mentees that I've said, look, just put this on hold at the moment, because I don't I don't want you to be adversely affected by all of this and have all the extra stress. Um, We can put, you know, your your mentorship on hold. I'm happy to do that. And then once this once this settles, then we can get you back into the business. So that's what I would advise people doing who are working with me anyway. Um, So, yeah, just expanding our SA business. But now um, I'm focusing very much on deal packaging. So I'm working with some amazing people. We've got a great team that I've built, which I'm really excited about. Um, And we're going to be deal packaging projects or investments in South Wales, but also in Devon as well. Uh Um, And it could be a complete, you know, we're able to offer um, a multitude of different deals, whether it's just we're sourcing a deal or whether you want a deal where we can project manage the refurbishment. It will be things like that as well. Um, We'll also be offering investors the opportunity to actually invest with us for a bank breaking return, Mm -hmm. um, if that's something that people are interested in as well. So um, we're going down that route as well, and we've actually A lot of people don't know that we also do buy refurbish and refinance a lot of people know me for service accommodation but actually i started off doing buy refurbish refinance um our first property that we did this with we pretty much took out all of the money that we invested in that particular property um so yeah um and i've got a few other um projects that i'm really excited about but one i'm not sure if i should really say anything at the moment because it's very much in its infancy um, but there are a few hints, I guess, with stuff that I'm posting on social media and stuff <laughs> at the moment. Laura knows all about it, but we can't divulge <laughs> future, really.
1: I'm
0: not probing, honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's all to do with mindsets and business and positivity and confidence. And um, that's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And once I've got beyond the inf- infancy stages of this particular project and business venture, then I will start to put more information out there on it um and what else is next i can't think um that's probably enough at the moment yeah a few other basic projects that are in the pipeline as well that i'm um joint venturing with people in which i'm really excited about um but again those are very much in their infancy and have kind of been thought up of over the last few weeks dur- during the crisis so um yeah so some exciting stuff and I would just urge anyone who's feeling down and out at the moment and really you know, low because of the crisis and everything that's going on, actually just step out and try to put things into perspective and actually realise there are lots of opportunities that you can take, take hold of right now. And a lot of people are saying it and pushing this to actually sell stuff. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to say for anyone's benefit and positivity and mindset, there are huge opportunities that are out there that you could take hold of right now. Um, so just try not to feel negatively from all of this we can't control what's going on out there you can control what's going on in your life at the moment um, as much as possible so do that that's what i would urge anyone to do
1: well thank you so much for your time tanya i know you're really busy so i appreciate you taking time out of your day um, oh. i'm sure this has been really valuable to people who are listening now on the live and also when it comes out in the podcast um, when it's in the podcast i'll put all your contact details on there so people can contact you directly if they want to obviously talk about service accommodation, bike to lets deal packaging. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. And Aww. yeah, that's it.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. It's been a pleasure. I think you're doing great things. And just to be a part of your podcast and that is a real pleasure for me.